And we're back to the Connect Raleigh podcast. I'm Chuck Belden, and you're you. Go ahead, say your name. Tell me you're here. Welcome back, folks. I'm so glad you're here. I am fired up today, like really fired up, and for a number of reasons. One, I don't know what the weather's like while you're listening to this, but it is sunshiny right now. It's spring. It's warm. It's North Carolina. The pollen's pretty much gone. That's a good thing. I'm feeling good about this weather. Happy just to be here. <laughs> and I'm happy that the real estate market is on fire because that's what I do on the day-to-day. And uh, right now, I'm just having a lot of fun helping people navigate this craziness. It's um, it's intense out there. And if you can't tell already, I got a new microphone. I mean, how good does this sound? I mean, it's still my voice. Sorry about that. But it's a new microphone, and I'm so excited to have better sound quality moving forward. So although this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded on an old microphone, I promise you it's going to get better as we move forward. So let's talk about that for a second. Today's episode, I got the chance to sit down with an old friend of mine, Mr. Jeff Murison. Jeff and I met, man, probably 10 years ago, 11 years ago, way back when I first moved here. No, wait, man, I think it's been 14 years now. Holy smokes. Well, we met early on when I moved here, when I first started the Connect Raleigh networking group. At the time, it was called the Raleigh Young Professionals. Jeff had just moved here from Pennsylvania, was getting acclimated to the town and the area. And I love to connect people and bring people together. We got together at one of my events and just become pretty good friends ever since. Jeff is the CEO and president of Live It Up Hillsborough Street. Hillsborough Street, if you're not familiar with Raleigh yet, you will be very, very soon. It's the main street that NC State is on. It is a town in itself. And Jeff has the job and the responsibility and the honor and privilege to really bring the college and the community together to work together and to help the development within that corridor. And it's just a really cool conversation to hear his take on it, what they've done over the years, what they've got planned. And really the biggest thing that I'm I'm excited about and I was excited about here from Jeff was that life is coming back in this almost post-COVID area. The college is coming back, businesses are coming back, and there's a lot of energy and excitement coming back. So I'm really excited and grateful and happy to share this episode with you. I'm super happy you're here. I hope you like the new sound quality, and I can't wait to share this one with you. So uh, without further ado, yeah, let's talk with Jeff. Here we go. Jeff, thanks for meeting with me today. My pleasure. Look, it, it, looking forward to catching up. Yeah, it's been, we were just saying we grabbed a coffee downstairs and um, it's been probably two, three years since we've connected. So thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, it, it's great. After uh, a year of not seeing people face to face as often as you'd like, this is fantastic. And to catch up with an old friend is is just, that's just a bonus. No doubt. I think I should have a podcast that's just about catching up with old friends. I mean, it's such a great icebreaker to say, hey, you know, I know we haven't talked in three years, but let's do a podcast and get this thing started again. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, the other day I had coffee with a, a couple of people at, in real life, and I felt like I had to like knock the rust off yeah. of uh, my social, <laughs> interpersonal skills, the face-to-face. Isn't that crazy? It, it's wild. You know, you can't turn the camera off and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, th- th- like we've gotten used to in, in, uh, in the privacy the of our office or our home. Yeah. It's, um, it is interesting. Like I hadn't thought about it like that, that we've got to relearn some things. I mean, it's been a year and I think there are some, 
some moments where we've got to knock the dust off, knock the rust off and get going again, because I haven't done many of these. I've had a couple in-person meetings over the past year. Right. Um, um, there's, you know, there's uh, maybe not so much an art, but there's certainly um, uh, skills to networking and to socializing and, and, and mingling at a, re- a reception to the, the good graces that you follow in meeting with people and, and uh, just carry on you know, personal interaction. Like you forget those when you've been right. stuck at home uh, or stuck in an office behind a screen for a, a year. Yeah. So. so how's the last year been for you? Like, well, let's talk about what you do for a living, you know, as the, sure. um, let me get it right. Is it president and CEO of Live It Up Hillsborough Street, which is Hillsborough Street. Oh man, I had this. Hillsborough Street. Well, I'll make What's it easy. What's the H H S? The the formal name of our organization is the Hillsborough Street Community Service Corporation, Community but Service Corporation. nobody knows what that means. I'm not even. So I'm not. Right. I'm not even. So I get a free pass for messing that up. Right. But uh, we do business as Live It Up Hillsborough Street, and I also uh, run the Blue Ridge Corridor Alliance, which is a very similar organization. But we're both community um, uh, building. Um, place-making uh, organizations, so one for the Hillsborough Street corpor- you know, corridor and one for the greater Blue Ridge corridor. And, um, of course, the last year has been very challenging for those areas, but um, there are also areas that have a lot of assets and a lot going for them. And so it's been great over the last few weeks to see them starting to come back to life and, and return to some normal economic yeah. and community activities. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, working... Uh, Working uh, in sol- solitude and and um, dealing with um, uh, just the you know the wave of, of issues uh, to try and be as supportive and and um, uh, encouraging uh, as possible to our to all of our stakeholders has been um, a lot of work you know it's yeah, been a lot of work but but um, you know it's it's also validated the value of the organization you know sharing information and. Connecting people, giving, getting resources to folks, um, has also been very validating, and and so uh, these organizations have played an important part in helping the community uh, survive. Yeah, well, it looks like some signs of life are coming back. We're in your office here on Hillsborough Street now, right across from NC State, and just grabbed a coffee downstairs at Global Village. Yep, and they had great. a little bit of life going on in there. Oh yeah, it was it was great to see people in there. Uh, some ordering and and taking it with them. Some studying and, and yeah. hanging out uh definitely the last you know probably month we've seen uh visually and through the data that we we collect um great signs of of life as, as our pedestrian counters um record more and more foot traffic and food and beverage sales are up and Good. and projects are getting announced so um we're feeling like we're you know getting to the to the end of the tunnel and um, we're going to emerge in a, in a good spot and keep growing. And we've got great partners with the with the university mm-hmm. and the city and other stakeholder groups to um, to build off of the success of the last you know the, the last uh, few years and and to come out of this strong. What's the plan for the university? Are they coming back in full swing this fall, or what's that going to look like? Do you know? Yes, they're um, returning in the fall, and uh, they're going to be basically um, as normal as possible with uh, some obvious. Um, uh, exceptions and and flexibility for for unique situations, um, but that's really exciting to you know to see yeah you know, the the universities are you know uh, main economic engine and and if this past year has proven anything, 
um, with, uh, we've diversified a lot on the corridor. We've come a long way, but we're still a primarily one industry town, yeah. um, or a corridor in this yeah. case. Yeah. And, um, you know, when the university w- was closed, when the, when the students were working remotely, uh, that had a tremendous impact on our, our business. And, and, uh, there was a lot of suffering and, and challenges there, but, um, it's good to see the, the university opening up again and students returning and, um, I think we're going to, you know, have a very uh, successful, you know, second, third, and fourth quarter of this year. Good. I've I've done my best to search for the silver linings over the past year because there's just been so much hardship that I'm trying to find where the signs of good are. And there are some if we find them. What have you seen happen in the community in the last year that's been positive? How have people rallied together or, or new businesses that maybe have opened? What have you seen in the past year that's been on that kind of positive side? Well, some of the positive side of, in, in the in the Hillsborough Street corridor, we were in some ways blessed. There's been a lot of uh, learning opportunities, growth opportunities, some silver linings. Uh, one of the one of the things that really was beneficial for our community was that um, so much, so many of our merchants were set up for food on the go to service the mobile um, students that the pivot to uh, drop off, uh, you know, drop off, pick up, um, order to go um, model uh, was relatively easy for them to to shift to. And so we were well positioned for that uh, for a lot of our merchants. Um, So that's been great. And there's been other parts of the street that because uh, folks were, you know, staying in, in um, closer to, to home or their apartments, you know, they've probably benefited from having more people micro local, um, you know, where other folks that were more on the regular foot traffic paths uh, going on to campus and around campus uh, had a harder time of it. So, um, so it, it's been very uh, mixed, but um, I do think uh that there's been opportunities. I think that um, uh, over time, uh, as people had the opportunity to sort of sit back and think about what to do, how to um, how to to uh, adapt, and, and then what they wanted to do next. And so we're seeing a lot of announcements about okay, it's time to lease this space. It's time to to shift to a new location. Uh, let's do a renovation. And so they're beginning. You know, folks with capital, folks with um, buildings or leases or spaces are beginning to pull the trigger and, yeah. and make those decisions. And so that's creating a pipeline of activity that will um, uh, will lead us off into the next, you know, great. six months to 18 months. Yeah. And and so that's great to see. Yeah, it is. What's your favorite part about your role here? What do you like the most? Um, you know, it's very gratifying to see um, the incremental progress that uh, – and successes. Um, when when we started, uh, there was a healthy, very natural, very normal, um, uh, not unique uh, tension between many of the stakeholder you know groups. So there's we call it town gown. Uh, we this is a town gown community where where there's both a, a, a university, the gown part, and a town, a neighborhood, mm-hmm. residents, and and yeah. merchants and yeah. and property owners. And there's a normal. Um, very common tension there. Yep. You can visit almost any college or university. I can remember mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, 
So that's a that exists, and um, we had that tension. We, uh, but we've done a really good job of bringing the stakeholders together, using the organization to connect, to build trust, to, to communicate, and ultimately then to reduce that tension, and um, hopefully make you know make it a place where people want to want to be and want to do business and want to visit. Um, and so every time you see um, you know more public art, more uh, activity. Uh, more diversity, uh, you know, it's been great to see the, the corridor div- to, to diversify in terms of the, the, the business mix and, and the market. Um, that's just really very gratifying. We'll get back to the good stuff in just a second. But for now, let's thank the cool people that make this whole thing work. Nest Raleigh. Nest Raleigh, or as the locals call it, The Nest, is an independently owned, unique co-working space with communal workspace, dedicated desks, private suites, and event space. It's located in the heart of downtown Raleigh, right in City Plaza, and home to companies and people from a wide spectrum of industries, including digital marketing, design, IT, security, human resources, real estate, tech, And even more. And I mean, that's why I'm there as a real estate agent constantly on the go. I love having a flexible co-working space that I can pop into, set my stuff up at a desk, work when I need to work, peace out when I need to peace out and be around exciting, fun, cool people in downtown Raleigh. If you're looking for a co-working space, you got to check out The Nest. You can book a tour right off the website, nestraleigh.com and tell them the Connect Raleigh podcast sent you. Go check it out right now you know and the 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 blue ridge corridor area the greater blue ridge corridor area in um 2000 had a remarkably positive year um in the when the history is written um i think it'll be um, easy to say that the the blue ridge area um managed to, to be um have an extremely successful um year we we had um, some pretty big announcements. We had the uh, the announcement of bandwidth with twelve to fifteen hundred employees. Their headquarters is going to be relocated uh, to the the, the corridor. Uh, the Department of Health and Human Services is moving to to the Blue Ridge corridor. Uh, that's five thousand you know employees uh, over time. Um, the city, county, and state are investing billions with a B uh, in transit uh, options and connectivity. Uh, and there's a lot of public and private investment out there, and all of this happened during the the pandemic. Oh, great! And um, you know, so it's a very different and unique part of the city, but it's an, an area that's growing rapidly, and and um, just happened to have the, the the forces come together during uh, 2020 for these you know these activities to happen. So I think it's pretty easily definable what the Hillsborough corridor, as it seems, at least it is to me. We're talking, you know, a, a stre- three-mile stretch of Hillsborough Street. Exactly. What's the Blue Ridge corridor? Can you explain that? Where's sure, that? sure. It's it's a much different where the Blue Ridge corridor is a, a long, narrow space. Uh, the Blue Ridge corridor is um, much more of the lollipop at the end of the the, the stem. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the the area on the other side of uh, the highway for forty. Uh, it's roughly uh, the southern boundary is roughly Western Boulevard. 
um, running up the Blue, Blue Ridge Road past Rex Hospital to uh, the, the shopping center where uh, Blue Ridge and, and uh, Edwards Mills mm-hmm. meet. Uh, um, there's some, you know, there's a Harris Teeter there and a bunch of restaurants, a yep. retail center. And then uh, down Edwards Mill and, and wrapping around uh, Wade Park and, and, um, and then basically coming down to border um, uh, Cary and, okay. and connect back up with, the West, with Western Boulevard. And so, you know, it's got the fairgrounds, two stadiums, the art museum, a vet school, uh, uh, Rex Hospital. We now have a drive shack. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a ton of, of uh, activities and destinations out there. People don't look at it and think of it as a like destination place, but it's actually a, extremely popular. You know, many, many millions of people go to that part of the city for entertainment and, and recreation. Yeah, so, well, just there the other day, Drive Shack. Right. Had a meeting there the other day. Drive Shack, doing great. You yeah. know, the, the, the art museum, yeah. you know, oh, it's fabulous. And, and, you know, everybody got uh, you know, re- reconnected with Mother Nature. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they've been super busy. And so uh, it's, a, it's a very unique um, uh, developing um, sort of second-tier urban um, center in, in Raleigh, and we um, think that the next you know five to ten years are going to be um, super dynamic for it. Yeah, sounds it. So you've mentioned stakeholders a couple times. Who's that? who's that? Who are the when you when you say that? What are you referring to? Well, sure. We you know stakeholders in our you know in our um, industry are the the community groups and major players that have an influence and are are part of the community. And so in Hillsborough Street's case. It's the university mm-hmm. that, of course, also includes sub subgroups like students and faculty and staff and alumni. Um, some of our stakeholders are, are property owners, mm-hmm. the folks that own the land and the, the, the buildings, or the tenants that uh, are the merchants who who occupy them, and their their employees mm-hmm. and um, their their customers are part of our. That's a lot of people to make happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> so not to mention our residents, you know, and. Um, and, and neighbors that live around our community. And yeah. they've all got interests and they all have um, their perspectives. And so we work very hard to bring them together, to collaborate and and share and, and communicate with each other. And through that trust and experience, um, we hope that we can navigate a path that lets the corridor keep growing and really become a world-class, a high-achieving town-gown community in a fantastic city. I think um, it seems to be like you're very well suited for this position from from what little bit I know about your background. Well, you don't know me very well. Well, <laughs> I know. Let's get let's get clear. But I mean, you you grew up. You're from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I went to school in Pennsylvania and lived there. Dickinson, for, right? right? Yep, yep. I did a little bit of homework. Right. Small little private, Red Devils. Is that right? Yep. Private liberal arts college. That's right. So, do you know who the two most famous people other than yourself to come out of Dickinson are? I googled this today. Uh, well, we we had a president, President Buchanan. That's right. Um, was, little, he little was number known, two. Right. You know little, number one. Is? Little known. Uh, our founder signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, Declaration. That Declaration was not of number one though. Right. Well, then I don't know who number one is. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell was one. James Buchanan. And I'm an ele- alumni. Um, I'm a, an elected member of our alumni council. So shame on me. Isn't that interesting? Yep. yep. Um, and then I had to Google. I went to Ithaca College. I had to Google oh, yeah. who my top right. ones were, and my number one was an actor named 
David Boreanaz, and number two was Ricky Lake. You remember that talk show? Oh, yeah, back sure. Back in the day? Right. Those yeah. are the two most famous out of there. But I think you and I are going to become number three, maybe top two <laughs> right. on our respective lists it, here that, after this. Some, <laughs> it, it all started right here. Right? Right. But it looks like it looks like if you look at the trajectory kind of your professional career, it looks like everything was setting up for this. You had a, a role, or you had a you worked in government for a while, yeah. right? And then yep. you were very involved in the, was it in Harrisburg, in right. the government there? Uh, I spent uh, 12 years working for the Senate of Pennsylvania yeah. as a as a as a staff member and and um, working on community issues, legislation, uh, economic development, you know, projects, and, yeah. and um, uh, lived right downtown, lived blocks from the Capitol in Harrisburg, and uh, Harrisburg's a you know a tough city. It had a flood in the 70s that it pretty much hasn't recovered from. Really, and. Um, uh, you know, so a bunch of us got together like you. Uh, I was part of uh, helping create uh, the Harrisburg Young Professionals Group, okay. which was just a bunch of young That's folks. how we initially connected, I yeah, think. Absolutely. Okay. I came when I moved here. Uh, I found out about your group. It came and helped me It helped me meet people That's and, right. and feel like I, uh, you know, was connected and, and, and belonged and, you know, networking in the, in the, in the city. Uh, but we helped make that, you know, we helped get that started. It got people coming downtown and and um, working, uh, you know, playing downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point their downtown organization uh, needed a new uh, leader. And the, the mayor um, sort of reached out and said, you know, you, you've got a track record of working downtown, living downtown, helping grow downtown, um, being interested in seeing its success. Uh, I think you should apply. And so I did and ended up getting the job and did that for three years. Wow. And um, had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then um, saw this opportunity and... Um, it worked out to move to Raleigh and be the first employee for this organization and, you know, go take it from there. And it's been fabulous. And um, I've often said I wish I'd moved here five or ten years earlier because it's it's been very uh, wonderful and very blessed to have ended up here. But you came specifically for this role. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. The, the, the community created the organization and incorporated it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was a board, but that was it. And yeah. so... Um, uh, that they hired me. I came here, first employee. We, you know, didn't have an office or a computer or phones. Uh, we had to build the whole thing. And I, I sort of kiddingly say it was about six weeks into uh, working there that I said to the treasurer, you know, are you guys ever going to pay me? <laughs> and they said, well, I guess we better figure out payroll. Yeah. You know? um, so, it, I mean, it truly was a startup. It was a, it's a nonprofit. So it, it's, um, you know, it's a nonprofit startup, but a startup nonetheless. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, it's it's interesting how how similar our paths were with the young professional group because mm-hmm. now that you're saying it, I totally remember you and I right. having conversations about this right. twelve thirteen years ago. And 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 I encourage young folks, whether they're um, new into town or they're coming out of uh, NC State or Meredith or some of you know any of our other um, uh, higher ed here in the city. Uh, to connect and to join a young professional organization. The Chamber's got a great one. Yeah. There's others. Um, and help, you know, that, that will help you network. It'll help you um, create new connections and meet new people with different perspectives. And uh, you'll build a network and you will have no, you know, idea um, when those um, bridges will come back to help you oh, yeah. uh, in the future. That's a good and, way to put it. I look at it like bridges too. Right. Um, yeah. they, they, there's, life is full of... Um, you know, sort of windy bends and turns, but um, you you can't see um, all the you know all the opportunity that comes in the future. So no. every um, every connection and opportunity is is one that you know could have value for you in the future. Yeah, you don't know how it's all going to line up, how right. it's all going to come together. When I when I started the Raleigh Young Professionals Group, 
at the time, there wasn't a young professionals group, or at least I didn't think there was. I don't remember the chamber having one in 2008. If they did, I wasn't sure. a part of it. But there wasn't one. And this was, you know, a year, year and a half after Fayetteville Street was reopened. And there wasn't much life downtown. You know, I moved here from Baltimore. There was a little bit more activity in the city in Baltimore. And uh, you'd go downtown, Raleigh, 5 p.m. after work. And you could walk into any bar or restaurant and be maybe the only person in there sometimes. And so I saw an opportunity to help out the downtown bars and restaurants at a time when I knew that that was a challenge for them and bring people together that were new to the area that wanted to network and wanted to focus on building relationships. And it was fun. And it was kind of a, it was a very easy mixture of what I was passionate about and what my skills were. And now we're 13 years later still doing it. And um, it's been great. My entire network came from this group. I, you know, I, Got here, didn't know anyone, um, had a job that in, involved connecting with the community, and so reaching out and making um, you know connections and personal um, building relationships, you know, was really valuable. Uh, the Downtown Raleigh Alliance was another great uh, you know asset in that regard, and they've done so much to lead in terms of the redevelopment and reactivation of downtown. Um, so that's you know a great uh, another great avenue. And, um, you know, and now I think, uh, you know, with the advent of technology, there's even, you know, new, even more, you know, ways to connect and, and network, um, you know, not just during the pandemic, yeah. but um, there's just much more uh, avenues, way, you know, way many, uh, way like more podcasts. avenues and podcasts <laughs> and, and, and ways to stay connected. That's you right. Know? And so it's, uh, it's, it's very exciting. Yeah. You've got to try to not be connected these days. Like there's so many opportunities right there. Right. It's right there for you if you want it. Raleigh is, you know, still a small, you know, small city. Um, it, it's got a big city feel and mm-hmm. lots of, lots of ways, which is fabulous. Uh, but it also has that, that sort of small, uh, small town, um, feel and network and, and opportunity for you to participate and, and make a contribution and, and feel like you're really making a difference. And yeah. so that's a great uh, space to be in. I agree. I agree. So without upsetting anybody, any of our stakeholders, wh- where's your favorite place to grab lunch when you're working? Or maybe maybe not necessarily your top favorite place, but one of the places you go to regularly, where do you like to go grab a quick lunch? Well, Players Retreat has the best hamburger in Raleigh. Oh, okay, you're going to go out there and is, say it. <laughs> right, as far as I'm concerned, um, my cardiologist would probably um, cringe to hear me say but that. But agree, I would but, imagine. Right, he would also agree. And so that's that's awesome. And um, uh, there's um, great sushi in, 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 in Raleigh and... Um, it's you know there's a lot of there's also a lot of wonderful places to go and work off yeah. uh, those those meals. So and, you go get a burger at Players right, Retreat right. and then you go work out on campus or somewhere right. up the street yeah. and, and um, get some exercise in our, our on our greenways and our parks. Yeah. And um, we've got you know just a great uh, network of uh, places to do that kind of activity. And I you know I enjoy um, going downtown. I'm a small business you know owner co owner downtown and. And um, it's just great to see, you know, just how much diversity there there is for things to do in Raleigh. You're um, co-owner in a small business? Uh, Ra- Trolley Pub, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, 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 right. that's right. I was right. going to say that didn't come up in my research, but I knew that all along. I just didn't – I for, totally went right by me. Well, that's right. Know, it, it's it, Other than the um, – the uh, the the sound of people enjoying it. It's really easy for it to just go right by you. Oh, the trolley pub. That's such a cool thing, though. Right. But yeah, it, you know, the, there's activity. You know, there's opportunity like that to come to town, make connections, and um, um, have an opportunity to grow and succeed. Yeah. 
And, is Trolley Pub running right oh, now? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's running, doing well, uh, growing. We just actually um, uh, acquired uh, the, the small world again, uh, the, the provider in Baltimore. And so we're... Um, All right. We're, we're expanding there. And so um, that's just an example of um, the opportunity that exists in, in, in Raleigh, I think. There's mm-hmm. something about the culture here that's very welcoming and um, very supportive and engaging and and uh, empowering to to let you be successful. Yeah. So this um, this latte that I have right now, this uh, this oat milk latte is really good. How often do you make it downstairs? So we're right right above Global Village. How often do you pop in there? Well, you know they're 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 on my block, and <laughs> so they're a frequent. Um, uh, I'm a frequent visitor there. Uh, they might be sick of me at some point, um, <laughs> but uh, they're great. Um, Hillsborough Street's, you know, got a great um, uh, diversity of, of food. We've got all kinds of international options, mm-hmm. um, and you can, um, you know, definitely you know, have lots of options for coffee and smoothies and and. Um, uh, uh, you know, if you want a tattoo, this is the place to come. Okay, great. So tattoos, coffee, smoothie, right. heart-stopping, delicious right. burger. Exactly. This. So if those are on your list, right. like, you need to come then to Hillsborough Street. Giddy up. <laughs> then let's go. Uh, but we've diversified a lot. And so now we've got we've got uh, market rate, we've got places to live, and we've got yeah. a Target and, and CVS and That's right. Gonza and the Aloft. And, you know, it's, so it's, it's come a long way, and it's, uh, you know, on its way to becoming a – you know, I think an industry-leading community for yeah. town gown success. And are we are we still hosting the marathon right here? Does the City of Oaks Marathon start here? There's marathons. The uh, Krispy Kreme uh, challenge <laughs> that, starts at the Bell Tower. That so. is something that gives me indigestion right. just talking about it. Well, uh, but, but what an amazing, it, amazing idea and concept and how that's evolved over right. the years. Student started, um, student led, and. Uh, uh, gets national, you know, attention. Seen it on sports, right? Or... And um, I, uh, uh, I think the the world of it uh, so much so that I'm more than happy to stand on the the balcony of the aloft and watch. Well, it. that's a safe place <laughs> to be. <laughs> to watch it, yeah. Uh, I'm happy to watch. Um, probably uh, not part of a young professional group anymore, so yeah. participating in it is probably out of the question. So, for context, that's a right. two mile run. You right. eat twelve donuts as right. fast as you can, and then run two miles back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And. Um, uh, as an economic development specialist, uh, I look at it and, and think to myself, well, this happens in February on usually the coldest, wettest, grimmest um, February morning mm-hmm. on a Saturday at like 7 a.m. Gets a ton of people here, a lot of great exposure, Thousands. but they run out of my district to get something that we don't sell, <laughs> Yes, come back, puke, and leave by 10 o'clock. Like, how and, can we keep them here? And, and, and then are gone. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, not an enormous amount of economic development uh, return, but they're great partners, and they bring a lot of people here to see our community, and it's all for a good cause. Yeah, and the marathon is, is massive. I mean, right. It's I, massive and fun, and they're having a great time, and so... Um, it's one of our uh, staples. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what do you think? What's what are the most uh, exciting things happening in, in either of the two districts in, over the next twelve months or so that are really coming? Well, we have great you know economic fundamentals. Uh, the, the city is well managed. The economy is um, red hot. Uh, people are moving here like crazy, and I think we'll only increasingly. Um, continue to move here as we transition out of the the, the pandemic, and um, so our two areas are, are growing, you know, at, at exceptional rates. 
Um, and so, uh, as I, you know, and, and at the same time, the university is, you know, a national leader as a STEM institution and is just creating an enormous amount of, of value. And so um, I think we're, you know, as, as a city well positioned for the next 18 months to just have, an, you know, an extraordinary uh, amount of success. And I think uh, we're going to continue to see um, investments in, in real estate and residential uh, development uh, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully, you know, continue to diversify and, and have um, more options for, for uh, the people that are here and for the people that are coming. Um, and, I, and I think people are going to find that um, moving to, to Raleigh has got a great quality of life. Uh, people are welcoming and, and there's an opportunity to move here and, and you know, make, um, make something happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, Raleigh is just poised perfectly for so many opportunities and people to move here and get plugged in right away. I think, I, I think there's never been a better time. I love what's happening here in our city. When you're, when you're not working, it, I don't know when that is. It seems like you're probably working a good bit right. with all you've got going on. But what do you like to do for fun? What are some of your hobbies? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, uh, like I say, be an elected member of, my, of Dickinson's Alumni Council. That's a great um, way to give back. Mm-hmm. I'm an elected officer from my fraternity and so can help, uh, help the, the, the nurture and, and give uh, those uh, young men an opportunity to grow and, and become future leaders. Uh, I travel a lot. I love to travel, which has made the last year very, yeah. uh, very challenging. Um, and so, um, uh, I've been to all, but I've been to every state, but Alaska. So, uh, it's, uh, it's on my short list how to get there and, and do that. Um, nice work actually, it, by the it's, way, it's great. And I, I love our national parks. I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm on a sort of a, a personal quest to get to all 63. I and, love that. I'm about a third done. And, um, it's just wow. great way to, you know, be at peace with yourself and, and with mother nature. And aren't the other two thirds that you haven't seen all in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> right. I think if I could get to Alaska for about a You'd month, check them all off. <laughs> right. I could, I'm going to, would, would get to, you know, halfway, halfway there. Um, and, uh, I, I listen to a, a ton of books. I, I really enjoy, um, uh, I don't have the, the patience to read, read mm-hmm. books, but I can listen to Audible's au- my, audio my jam. books. Yep. And so I can get through 30 or 40 a year and, yeah. and some podcasts. And so I enjoy doing that while I'm either traveling or exercising or just trying to decompress. How often do you frequent NC State sporting events? Oh, you're, you're, you're a sports you're, fan. I'm a sports fan. I have season tickets for football and basketball. Okay. Um, so love that. You know, love to tailgate. Um, and, oh, yeah. Um, definitely, this, is a good, this is a good tailgating right. town. It is a good tailgating town. It's a great um, a culture uh, that uh, supports the university and connects with um, connects with the teams. And, and so we're, you know, we're just we're super lucky to have yeah. great facilities and, and, you know, just a great feel of, uh, feel like you're, you're part of a community. Um, and, and supporting the Wolfpack. And so that's a lot of fun. And, the, the, you know, the, the, the teams are right here. The arenas are right here to, um, to enjoy as well. Yeah. I'll be looking forward to football in the fall and, and, uh, and getting back into the you know, college football season. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Well, thanks for giving us a closer insight into everything that's going on here in both of these corridors and all the businesses and all the opportunity that's coming. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me and thank you for for doing this. I think this is a great way for people to learn a little bit about Raleigh and what makes it so special. Oh, pleasure's mine. Thanks, buddy.
All right, friends, what's up? This podcast is about connection. It's about connecting you to the people and the places of Raleigh, North Carolina. So let's do it. Make sure you go out and connect with our guests today. They've listed all of their links in the show notes so that you can make sure you can make a connection with somebody here in Raleigh. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And why don't you go on ahead and share this episode with somebody that's looking to get connected to Raleigh on a deeper level, whether they live here already or they're looking to move here and connect with me personally. You can find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. I'm at Chuck Belden. And you can even grow your network at Connect Raleigh on LinkedIn. I started a networking group with over 6,000 people. Come on, join us. Let's connect. We're so glad you're here. I appreciate you listening. And thank you once again for your support. We'll see you on the next episode.